Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Weekend Warriors, the weekly foreign affairs podcast that brings you the rest of the world. I'm Essie Cup. President Trump is, as we speak in Buenos Aires at the G20, not sitting down with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman because, according to Sarah Sanders, the president's schedule is pretty packed. So it seems he will not be holding Saudi Arabia responsible for the death of Jamal Khashoggi in any meaningful way. But there's another journalist and human rights activist whose life was blotted out recently. And you've probably heard little, if anything, about him. Rayed Fares. In the fight against Bashar al-Assad's murderous and oppressive regime in Syria on November 23rd, the day after American Thanksgiving, the cause lost one of its greatest warriors. Rayad Faraz Faraz, uh, was a prominent activist who ran one of the only independent radio stations in Syria's last opposition stronghold of Idlib, along with his colleague Hamoud Junayed. They were shot and killed, gunned down by unknown assailants in a targeted attack in the town of Kafranbal. The broadcast that uh, Faraz helmed in Syria, Radio Fresh, was was often critical of Assad and opposition groups like HTS, also known as al-Qaeda in Syria. In a statement released shortly after his death, the Syrian-American council had this to say. Rayad Faraz was a civil society leader who led numerous initiatives, including an independent community radio station, famous protests in anti-regime demonstrations, and training of media activists. Media activist Hamoud Janayad has worked to document the Syrian revolution and bring Syrian stories to the world. Syrian American Council calls on the international community to bring the perpetrators to justice, support active representatives in Idlib to dismantle its terrorist groups, and to accelerate a political transition, less Assad, to bring peace and democracy to Syria's people. Back in 2014, BuzzFeed um, ran a story about Fares with the headline, Rayad Fares will keep working to make you care about Syria, even if it kills him. And it might. Well, it did. And here to talk about his important work in the state of the Syrian war is Bassam Rifai, the director of public affairs at SCM Medical. It's an NGO that provides medical and humanitarian aid to refugees. He's also currently serving as executive committee board member and chairman for the Syrian American Council. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So tell me about Rayad Faraz. Who was he? Well, to start with, Rayad was a friend. Uh, he was a friend of mine. He was a friend of uh, every activist uh, who was working against Assad. Uh, like you said, he, since the beginning, was always uh, 
he was truthful about his work against Assad, um, and he never stopped. Uh, he was persistent. Mm-hmm. He was most well known for his uh, oftentimes satirical uh, uh, banners uh, that made uh, world headlines, uh, and he was also well known for Radio Fresh, uh, his radio station that was. Uh, very critical of, of Assad and, and his regime. Uh, and he just generally worked for the people of Syria, uh, and he gave his life for the people of Syria. And for that, I think everybody uh, in Syria and every Syrian activist is thankful for. Uh, and we, we just, you know, uh, there's, there's nobody else like him. Uh, he was a kind soul. Yeah, I mean, from to a person uh, following his death, I heard from congressman I heard from other activists all of whom said god I see I wish you could have met him because he was just a great guy he's funny yeah. he's real funny mm. you know he just he had an uplifting uh, spirit to him well this is from a New Yorker article about Fares, um after his je- death just to give people an idea of everything he did in addition to running Radio Fresh Fares helped take care of hundreds of thousands of people Struggling to survive in northern Syria, he devised a system to alert residents of incoming airstrikes by sending an employee with a walkie-talkie to stand on a nearby hill and watch for airplanes and attack helicopters. When the employee radioed in an attack, Fares sounded a second World War-era air raid siren. After Assad began launching coordinated bombings against children in schools, he organized classrooms in the basements of buildings where the students would be safer. He also created a daycare where women could leave their children during the day so that they could come to the classes and learn. He ran a program to train 2,500 young men and women to become journalists. I mean, his impact was considerable. Yeah, I mean, he was he was literally a lifesaver, you know. Um, to know that we've lost somebody like that is is difficult. It really is. Uh, you know, he, he he yes, he was vocal about his opposition to Assad, but he also uh, uh, used his work uh, in a humanitarian kind of way. You know, to to directly save person lives, person to person, yeah, yeah. And, and to uh, you know make sure that widows were taken care of, orphans were taken care of. He did the best that he possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, his loss is such a huge one, but it's also a, a symbol for the people of Syria, for Syrian activists to continue his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, his work can't go away. It's not, uh, that's not possible. So we know that dictators and, and terror groups, and I want to talk about HTS uh, in a second, we know that they target the media yeah. from Putin to MBS to Assad. Um, You know, and we in the media, we ring the alarms, right? We talk esoterically about the importance of of a free press. We say things like democracy dies in darkness. You know, I talk about the importance of a free press all the time. But what does someone like Riyadh mean to a Syrian on the ground in Idlib or Kafranbal or a Syrian-American here who's worried about their family members? What is his voice actually mean to a person who depends on him well his his word it gives everybody hope um you know and gives everybody the strength to go on uh which is why the loss of it is is important but uh you know we saw uh, hts targeted him they're targeting 
Syrians who are against Assad. Um, it's it's uh, very eerie and strange to see almost the link between HTS and Assad. Um, and it's it's disturbing to see that HTS is is also uh, uh, confiscating schools. They're they're uh, taking over buildings within Idlib, trying to. Uh, alter the mindset of of Syrians, of free Syrians who are in Idlib. Uh, And that's exactly what Syrians were were protesting against Mm -hmm. in 2012 when they were trying to stop the the, uh, oppression of Assad. Um, They're now facing that same oppression from HTS and Idlib. And and they're not well, HTS is not welcome in Idlib. There there have been many protests against them. you know, right after the death of Raad, everybody knew who was responsible for his death. Um, and, you know, there were protests uh, against the HDS on the Monday afterwards. Uh, he had died on, on the Friday. There yeah. were protests immediately on Monday. Well, so people, if they know about the conflict in Syria, they know ISIS was there um, and, and is and still still in some in some part. They don't know much about HTS. Talk about that just a little bit. Sure. So HTS, like you said, is an affiliate of Al Qaeda. Um, they, uh, you know, also formerly known as Nusra Front. Um, you know, they, uh, yes, they are in Idlib, uh, but the, along with HTS in, in Idlib, there are also dozens of other. Uh, Syrian opposition fighters, uh, fighting groups, um, and uh, they really make up the the Syrian population. Uh, HTS doesn't really represent Syrians, uh, and Syrians don't want HTS there. Like I said, they've had protests against them, and they they mm-hmm. they, they don't feel comfortable with them around. But HTS has been uh, oftentimes. You know, there have been links between, like I said, between them and Assad where, you know, there have been battles that were fought where, you know, uh, Assad should have had a hard time fighting to to take control of those areas. And suddenly HTS just backed down and walked away uh, without any sort of explanation. Uh, and Assad took control of those areas. So, you know, their, their, their formation also came from... Uh, from the, the 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 their leaders that were in prisons in Saidania, uh, in Syria, and these are Assad's prisons. He released them. He's you know, mm-hmm. uh, this is a, a creation of his own making, mm-hmm. frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, stay here. I want to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back. Thanks. Welcome back to Weekend Warriors. I'm Essie Cup. We're talking about the death of Syrian activist Riyad Fares. I'm joined by Bassam Rifai. Um, the U.S. State Department, people don't know this, had been helping smuggle radio transmitters to reporters in Syria, including Riyad Fares, um, so that they could broadcast information to civilians about impending airstrikes. Now, he used these transmitters to broadcast Radio Fresh. Uh, the funding, along with other funding for uh, humani- humanitarian programs in Syria, that's dried up under the Trump administration yeah. to a-, a large degree. And in June, Riyad uh, wrote an op-ed in The Washington Post about the dangers of ending this kind of aid. I know you've tried to implore the president to act before. Mm-hmm. What's your message message to him today? 
Uh, well, I think it's important that the U.S. go back to continuing to fund uh, civil society uh, in in Idlib. Uh, that is honestly our our greatest defense right now. If we wanna if we wanna claim to be fighting against ISIS, um, then what we need to do is is support people who are also against ISIS, um, and in doing so. Uh, we can support the pushback against HTS um, by supporting civil society and supporting the people in uh, in Idlib because those people are fighting against ISIS and HTS and Assad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, by continuing the funding to uh, to those to those functions of society, uh, I think is what the president needs to go back to doing. What about the Caesar Bill um, and? Rand Paul's role in that, Mitch McConnell's role in that. Talk about that a little bit. So the Caesar bill uh, has been the work of many people uh, for a number of years now. Uh, it's passed. It's passed Congress now, mm-hmm. and it's sitting on the Senate floor. Um, and Rand Paul is currently blocking it. Uh, Why? Uh, well, it's funny to see how the far left is aligned with the far right right now. Um, you see Tulsi Gabbard and you see Rand Paul, and both of them are uniting under some sort of, you know, poison rationality that, uh, you know, Assad is is the best thing for Syria. Which yeah, I and let's just, can I just, uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I don't think Rand Paul represents anyone on the right, far, middle, or left. And I don't think Tulsi, whose positions on Syria are appalling, who actually met with Bashar al-Assad, I don't think she represents the far left either. Uh, These two people are inexplicable to me in their views on Syria, and yet they found each other (laughs) and are united in their opposition to sort of common sense um, intervention. Yeah, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. But... um, yeah, so so Rand Paul tried to sort of stick his finger in there, sure, but yeah. now it's up to McConnell to take the bill up. That's right, uh, and and I'm I'm really hoping that he does. It's uh, the greatest hope right now to make sure that Assad knows he's on notice, that the world still sees his injustices, that the world's still seeing his war crimes, and also to make sure that this isn't as profitable for his allies. We'll talk about yeah, talk about what the Caesar bill would do in the, terms of cutting off that funding. Well, that, that's exactly what it would do. It would it would uh, uh, impose strong sanctions uh, on Assad and his allies. Um, his business dealings. Right. People um, who are funding him. And and we look at uh, reconstruction of Syria, and, mm-hmm. and he's already created these pre-deals with IRG, IRGC-linked uh, firms to do reconstruction. Um, you know, by not passing the Caesar bill, we're allowing not just Assad to, to be propped up, but we're also allowing uh, the IRGC and, and uh, Iranian proxies to you know, thrive and right. to become Make money off vastly of profitable mm-hmm. off of the murder of so many people, uh, and that's not acceptable. I don't think, as as um, you know, as a Republican, as a Democrat, I don't think that's acceptable to anybody. Yeah. Well, it has been um, yeah. unbelievably. You know, I've been covering this as long as as you have. I'm sure been following it and working on it um, from the beginning. And despite, uh, just to bring it back to Riot, uh, despite numerous attempts on his life, he said he wouldn't leave Syria until Assad fell. And that is looking less likely than ever. How is it, just to end this, um, in your view, how is it that the world has watched a genocide of half a million people 
at the hands of a brutal butcher and done so little, if anything, to stop it. I wish I could answer that question for you. I just, I don't understand it myself. Uh, you know, the, the, the war crimes are so, um, they're so obvious. The, the dirty tricks that Assad and, and Russia and Iran are using um, are appalling. Uh, you know, when you and, say obvious, we have video. We yeah. can watch it. This isn't 1943 when we don't know. We can't verify what's happening. Yeah. We see it. We have social media. We have we have images. Yeah, and it's and it's it's sad because you you would think we would be able to learn for from our mistakes of the past. You'd think that you know history has always repeated itself. And we're seeing a lot of similar things from what started World War II, uh, you know, kind of play out actually in, in Syria. It's, it's strange to see that the, not just the United States, but the world in general is watching this and letting this kind of come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's scary, in fact. <clears throat> so much for never forget. Yeah. Uh, Bassam Rafai, I really appreciate you coming on to talk about your friend, Riyad Faris, and to talk about uh, the continuing Syrian war. Uh, thank you for all of your work and for continuing to, to shed a light on this. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That'll do it for us on Weekend Warriors. I'm Essie Cup. See you next time. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.